Welcome to the Lead Management Mastermind Show, the only podcast where you'll learn about lead management best practices from the top lead management and sales marketing executives in the industry. Hear about the optimization, strategy, and techniques that have made each of our guests the best of the best in the lead management domain. Live from the headquarters of SDP Solutions, Here's your host, Scott Payne. Hey guys, Scott Payne with SDP Solutions. Welcome back to the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. I'm so fortunate to have with me an awesome guest today. His name's Alec Hanson. He's an SVP, Division Manager at Loan Depot. He's now the host of the Modern Lending Podcast and Modern Lending Live and doing all kinds of great things. And I'm so happy to have Alec on the show. Thanks, Alec, Scott. how's it going today? How you doing? It's awesome, man. Thanks for uh, connecting. I look forward to talking to you about um, a lot of fun stuff today. Yeah. Well, let's kick it right off. I mean, tell everyone a little bit about your background. You have very deep background in the mortgage world, but tell everyone a little bit about what you've been doing the last couple of years and what your history. Yeah. Um, okay. So I started in the business in 2003, shipping loan files. Got into it because my family, my dad's been in the business forever. And then um, I did kind of follow the normal path for a retail professional. I did kind of the administrative work, uh, front desk, receptionist. I was somebody's sales assistant. Um, I did processing for a little bit, realized that wasn't the side for me. Uh-huh. And then, you know, became a loan officer. Um, did well, produced a lot of loans, um, had a really great run, decided I was going to go into management, which was an interesting decision mm-hmm. looking back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, fast forward. Um, I've had a great career. I've loved this industry. Um, you know, I was trained to go after real estate professionals. So, I mean, literally like in 2003, it was go out and give me eight business cards per day from agents and come back. Yeah. You know, so I got really lucky. So I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily, you know, smashing prepays and in the call centers environment, I kind of was just trained on purchase business. Uh-huh. Um, and that served me really well in my career. So now I'm, I'm over eight states on the retail channel for Lone Depot, the Pacific Southwest. Um, we're slated to do about $4 billion this year. So it might wow. even be more now because this crazy market we're in. Unbelievable. Blowing yeah. my mind. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm having a lot of fun leading a great sales group. Yeah, you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, going out and get the business cards. I was also a retail <clears throat> LO in my career. Yeah. And uh, spent a lot of time actually down in Austin, Texas at the Travis County, nice. uh, you know, courthouse or wherever it was to get the county records and looking for those arm arm deeds and all of that fun stuff you know, going <laughs> way back. Can you imagine doing that now? No, now, now you just push a button and we can pull all that information onto your screen. Right. So it's wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. So, so uh, let's talk about the, the hundred and hundred video series. Cause that's where I, you know, got to, yeah. to be introduced to you and, and, and what you're doing. Tell everyone why you did it. Um, yeah. Lessons learned, these types of things. You know, I, I worked internally at Lone Depot on, um, an educational kind of training platform called the Modern Lending Playbook. Okay. And, and it was kind of a contemporary look at the sales strategies of our sales force. And if they're serving us or if they need to improve and evolve and how do we need to kind of lean into the future. And one of the things that is so prevalent in that playbook is just the power of video, the power of social media platforms and getting direct to consumers. And so mm-hmm. I, was, I was going around you know, the country and speaking to my team on this stuff. And then I turned around and I realized like I wasn't doing any of it personally. Right. And, and there's huge reasons for, for me, even at my level to get out there and do it. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to show the way and I'm going to do a hundred videos 
in a hundred days. Crazy. And that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible decision. <laughs> did you get like 20 in and be like, oh, what did oh I my do? Gosh, Maybe no, you well, so I didn't know how many I was going to do. Uh -huh. I put a little Excel, like a Google Doc up and I started putting down topics. And after about like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I had like 45 topics. And uh -huh. I was like, dude, I'm going to, let's get a hundred. Like this is, if I got 45, this is a yeah. done deal. Uh -huh. That's when I learned that's all I had was 45. <laughs> There's nothing else in the tank. Uh -huh. I, figured it out, I figured it out and I stuck with it. And um, yeah, it was, it was a super rewarding process. Um, yeah. Personally validated to me, everything I knew was true about the power of video and technology and, and social media, but it was cool to actually watch it happen, you know, around me. Yeah. Well, so again, that's where I get introduced and it was kind of a routine for me every morning to, you know, jump on LinkedIn and check out the last, last episode. <laughs> and then my mind was blown because 32 episodes in, it's a, it's an episode of lead management. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be good. And he comes out of the gate and you say, you know what? Lead management is boring. It isn't sexy. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I know. No. I offended everybody in the yeah. lead management space. Yep. So, but it caught my eye and, you know, and I think you said it best. You said, you know, it's an imperative skill for the evolving loan officer, uh, you know, and that the future success of any loan originator is going to be on their ability to manage leads. Right. And that just, I'm like, that's exactly why I started my business. I think it's, it resonated with me. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Like, wh what are you thinking there? Well, you know, so it's funny, you have to look at kind of, so one of the modules of the eight that we spent a lot of time on developing is lead management. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to understand from a retail guy's perspective, you know, we didn't work leads. Yeah. You know, in, in my glory days and a lot of originators today, Talk it was up to the real estate agent to work leads. You know, like they gave them to us when they were like, I need a prequal, I'm ready to rock. And that's when they came into our world. So, you know, fast forward, I, that's not the world anymore. You've got to either co-manage leads with your real estate agents and partners, or as a lot of contemporary originators are figuring out, go directly to the consumer, bring in a bunch of influence and leads. And then it's like, what do I do now? I mean, how many mm -hmm. realtors today are just straight up Zillow mongers? Like that's, that's their whole business is lead aggregation from Zillow leads. Yeah. They hire dialers in the Philippines or wherever they get them yep. to just, call leads Power through it. Yeah. It's crazy. And they don't even do door knocking or community, you know, style origination or customer acquisition anymore. It's all lead by. Yep. So I just, I knew that it was going to be a skill set, and you have to, you know, part of the module is just like, I mean, literally what is lead management? What is a workflow? How do you use the CRM? Mm -hmm. You know, we're great in retail of having CRMs and never logging in. It's like our superpower. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's a great, great but superpower. It's, crucial. it's going to be so, it, it, it's in my opinion, it's one of the. It's going to differentiate the winners and losers in the future for for retail lenders yep. because if they can't figure it out, yeah, they won't get any customers. Well, you've talked about the consumer centric model going forward and these types of things. Like, what are your thoughts on like what do customers expect today from you know from a retail loan officer, let's say, or just a loan officer in general? What are they expecting in your eyes? as it relates to that lead management? Cause it's not just get the lead and you know, and you call them and take an application. There's, there's a little bit more work that goes into that. What do you see? You I mean, it's such a variety of uh, spectrum, but man, the, 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 the modern customer expects an Amazon and Uber experience period. They expect, you know, the system and the, and the, the, the lead management flow behind the scenes back here to happen so transparently 
that they're just getting what they want when they want it as fast as possible with the utmost transparency. So, you know, I mean, right now, right? Think about it. You, you, you tell your wife, you know, you're hungry for pizza and a DiGiorno ad is like now on your phone. Right away. Yeah. Like translate that to lead management. It's like, I'm kind of interested in a, in a purchase. I, I made a comment on, you know, Alex Facebook video. I, maybe I want a loan. And then my ability to kind of translate that into a workflow, grab that customer, don't lose them, you know, keep top of mind with them. Yep. Expect what they're getting from everywhere else. Yep. And yet most of our, my people and, and I'd say my people like just retail loan officers, uh-huh. they don't, they don't know what to do. So they just, the customer goes away, goes somewhere else. Goes somebody else. Yep. Yeah, Such so a I loss think- there. Such a loss, but <clears throat> still offended. You called it boring. It's a little more. Well, the other piece that's just so powerful to me is, you know, every month at our new hire orientation, I challenge people and ask how many retail professionals have lost all of their past customer databases over time. Mm-hmm. And and the answer is a lot. Like people are unwilling to even raise their hand because they're kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Because we get so transactional, even though we claim we're relational, mm-hmm. we do. You know, the, like the local pro is relational. And then I'm like, well, what do you do for your past customers who trusted you? And they're like, nothing. I sent them a drip campaign and I just spam them. <laughs> Stop it. Right. It's terrible. Yeah, it is crazy. And, you know, we, I see it a lot too. Even, you know, you know we talk, we'll talk a little bit more about retail and consumer direct, but we even see it in consumer direct where these are past customers of yours. You still built relationships with them. doesn't matter if it was in another state or these types no. of things. Yeah. You worked hard, right? You yep. gave them a great experience and you let it go by the wayside by yep. not following up and doing these things. Let's move right in then to that kind of compare contrast. We were talking a little bit earlier about <clears throat> the comparison and you know, contrasting a retail type person versus direct and some of the different things as it relates to lead management. One of the topics we started talking about was how they prioritize these leads. So for that former customer, like what do you recommend for your retail group or your re- uh, just retail in general? What do you recommend for... Like, what is the prioritization, if you will, of customers? Like, what are, what are some best practices you've seen as it relates to prioritizing who you should be following up with? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it falls a little bit into a paradigm shift to a degree of deciding if you're going to have a customer for life or a relationship. And, and a relationship is going to frame everything up differently on how you interact with that customer after you've performed a service for them. And then that, 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 that paradigm shift first and foremost will help redefine how you hang out with them, you know, and sometimes it literally is as simple as just staying connected on social media with your past customers. And that sounds a little stupid or a little easy or cheesy, but like that's, if that's where they are and that's where they're Mm -hmm. hanging out all the time. I mean, I think the average right now is like, we're checking our social media like five to seven times a day. Yeah. And then there's like me who just, it's like, it's literally like just here all the time. Uh But you know, if that's where people are, and we want to be in relationship with them, then we need to start hanging out in those environments with them. And so I think that first is the first paradigm shift that people need to get their heads around is what, what do you want with this customer? Yep. And then from there, you can really start to build off of, well, what does a real relationship look like? You know, am I just spamming, you know, my company's billboard all day long? Is that the relationship I want with this person? You know, or am I getting authentic and am I getting real and am I being of service and all the other stuff that, that matters to humans? Yeah. So I think an interesting takeaway I've got just in starting my consulting business and, you know, there's still a lead management component as it relates to my business, right? It's, for just, sure. It never goes away. It doesn't go away. <laughs> lead management's uh, everywhere. Right. But w- one of the things that has been impactful for me as I've learned is that 
you know, the video component, right? Through the stuff I've learned from you, um, but also to kind of pull, pull back, I don't know, pull back the covers or, or whatever the, the right terminology is, but to, to tell people more about yourself, like your family, um, tell people more about your history, your like personal history. It's not just wherever I worked the last 15 years. It's, you know, how did I grow up? What was my childhood like? These types of things will resonate as uh, as you you know build relationships with people long term, I think that's. A key I, I there's a little equation I have on a sticky note over here that says likability, credibility, and opportunity. And you know, as we continue to move into this hyper relationship, you know, existence, you know, if if you have to kind of establish likability first, like, do I like this person as a human? Mm-hmm. Video is a tremendous humanizing tool. You can actually like see the person and you can see their, you know, body language and their, you know, conviction and their energy and all that stuff can come through and, and you can't get to opportunity without building likability and then credibility is, are they, I like them, but are they good? Mm -hmm. And then it kind of opens up to, well, maybe I, maybe Scott's worth working with. I, I like him and he's doing a lot of cool stuff. He's credible. And now you have an opportunity to work with me. Yeah. Love it. So any other compare contrast type of, you know, retail versus the consumer direct that you see in your world? I know that yeah. you, know, you guys probably run across consumer direct from a retail well, standpoint. It's fascinating. So, you know, I, I've never worked personally this closely with a consumer direct division ever. I mean, I was at Countrywide and we had a large consumer direct division, but I was just sure. kind of running around meeting realtors. Um, but now we're actually seeing a hybridization of the two platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very fascinating. And I know a lot of people are trying to hybridize themselves. Um, but one of the things that Lone Depot, in my opinion, has been very pioneering on is, you know, we're one of the largest lead aggregators in the industry. Sure. You know, awesome, quick, and, you know, you yep. push your button, Lone Depot's going to call you. Two, yeah. And one of the things that we've been leaning into for the past couple of years is actually, well, once we get one of these people on the phone at our contact center is live transferring them not to a call center representative, but to a geographically local retail Geo-based. person. Love it. Yeah. And the Based retail person of course has no skill set for this. It's a, it's a cold lead. They don't know what to do, uh-huh. you know, they're, but they're excited. And so um, it's been an amazing learning opportunity as this hybridization where there's some leads coming in from the company, you know, there's some of their self generating business from real estate professionals and past customers and, and it's a hybridization. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me has been one of the biggest like aha moments of like, Oh, this is what the future is going to look like. Yeah. It's going to be a full com- combination of the power of a giant organization backing you up. Right. A lot of mortgage companies in retail are just kind of a glorified fulfillment house. Yeah. That's not with, that sounds terrible, but it's like, that's why originators can like pick up and plug in somewhere else. Yep. Um, but now we're seeing this, wait, no, there's benefit to this, this, this Lone Depot machine that can make a million calls a day from, you know, Orange County to everyone in the country mm-hmm. and then can send them into our, our local professionals. It's, it's making an impact. Well, you know, that's uh, actually just implementing this with another client where, you know, we see, or they've historically seen that a face-to-face application. So if you can get a lead to somebody, maybe you still take them over the phone, but if you can drive a face-to-face application, let's say, I mean, and this is kind of going back old school a little bit, but literally if you can pull someone in, to your office where you can meet them for coffee and start that application process. Think about the report building that can happen. Yep. Uh, they're not going to answer a phone with other lenders and there's all kinds of stuff that you can build by doing that face to face. And so with this lender, we're trying to drive the leads geo base, geo base. If it's within a 10 mile radius, yeah. give it to that person. And the, th- the step that we're doing, cause we, you just said it too, like getting a retail loan officer, traditional retail to log into a system oh, to yeah. do what they need to do. Right. 
So Don't make them log into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but aren't they going to follow up six, seven times that a consumer direct quote unquote model would do, right? And so what we're doing is putting in place a model that the lead goes out for the first attempt to that retail person. And if they're able to take it and move on, they're able to take it and take the application and move forward. But if they don't make contact, they leave a message. We actually then pull it back to the consumer direct model yep. to let them finish the phone calls. Yep. And, and the retail group gets excited about it because they're getting fresh leads sent to mm -hmm. them right away, brand new. They get an opportunity and they know if they don't make contact, they don't have to worry about all the follow-up that comes along with it, which is typically what scares or, you know, scares might be the right word, scares a retail loan officer from following. They don't have to yeah, they're just not equipped. Report. Like, they don't think that way. You know, it's like, are you an escrow? Oh, okay. And then they get, they, they go off. And right. We just get distracted and we don't have a system and we're not using a technology like a CRM effectively to keep us on point. Sure. Um, and so it's been um, a lot of learning things. But you said something, two things I thought were really interesting. You know, mm -hmm. one, the face-to-face -face appointment as old school which is yeah. hysterical because human connection is, is never old school, right? Like it, right. it's where relationships start. And so, you know, but the other thing that, I, that we've been leaning into is, is video because sometimes a customer doesn't want to be served in a face-to-face -face capacity. Sure. They're busy. It, they're like, I can't drive down to meet you, you mm -hmm. know, but I still want, I still expect you to, to give me service the way I want it. And so leveraging video at that point, to explain the documentation, to explain the process, to educate the customer, um, they can get the same like face-to-face -face feeling sure. with a personal video message. And that's actually what's been, you know, cutting through the noise mm -hmm. on our lead management skills. You know, someone pushes a button, they get robo-dialed, you know, 30,000 times in four days. Right. Even the retail loan officer calls them and it's a local number, but they're spoofing local numbers now. Right. So you, you just ignore Something. it, right? Like right. how many robo dials a day do you get? Like I'm at like 20. Right. I'm at 15. So 10, it's, 10, 15. it's yep. gross. Yeah. So we've, you know, leaning into a, a simple video text message that says, you know, Hey, I'm Alec. I've been in, in Orange County for 30 years doing loans. You know, I'm sure you're getting harassed by everybody. And if you didn't get everything you need, I'd love to buy you a coffee. Customers, they, they, first of all, text messaging, as you probably know, cuts through a lot of noise. Sure. Although I'm getting spam text messages now about like my latest offer for five grand of some BS. It's crazy. Yeah. But that, that message and that video can cut through it. Yep. Well, you had on as one of your guests is Dave Savage. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's where I first, I thought it was so fascinating when, when they started having presentations where you could talk to a video and walk them through the options. I thought it was yep. so fascinating. Um, so yeah. Anyways, I, you know, you nailed it. Video is where it's at. It's where it's going. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the consumer direct model is able to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, retail, you guys got a head start, right? Like, get after it and keep it going. Get, get, yeah, we're trying to figure it. it out. Yeah, it's great. It's an evolution for all our, us too. Sure. Yep. So, um, just a couple other things real quick. So, first is success story relating to lead management. I've asked a lot oh. of guests, like, what is a good success story that you've had as it relates to something lead management related uh, well, I mean, in your career. But the, the wonderful thing for me is just to watch people step into the new skill. Like just that alone is like a win. Because yeah. if you're playing in the space, you'll get better in the space. You'll, you'll learn more tricks. You'll learn what's working. You'll get more creative. You'll mm -hmm. get more systematized. You know, you'll leverage more tools. And that just leads to more success. Right. So, you know, I've got um, a group downstairs that's killing it with cold leads because they actually have a system. 
that reminds them like, oh, it's time to call this guy again or text them or send them that follow-up video or my takeaway you know, note. And just the act of executing creates results. Right. So just doing it, yeah. Just doing it. And like, because yeah. you, get, you get better. Like I, I, the same time, like a lot of us would understand, a lot of retail loan officers would understand, you know, prospecting agents at open houses. That, that's a skill set of just how do you meet people and develop rapport and, you know, how do you come off, you know, professional and blah, blah. No one walked into their first open house and killed it. Right. So we got, we got better at it. And the same thing with lead management is the more you play, the better you get. Love it. And if you just listen to guys like you and other people out there, you can, you, you can pick up stuff. Yeah. Tips and tricks. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's all out there, right? The Google is amazing. Everything you could ever want is like, just go learn it. It's sitting right there. Yeah. Well, you, you can do it, you know, your own convenience, <clears throat> driving. A lot of my listeners are driving to work. That's where they listen to the podcast, okay. the feedback you got. So what better way to step into work with some tips and tricks and whatever yeah. you're looking to get better at yep. and uh, start the day off that way. So yeah. Talked a little bit too about with most of our guests about user adoption. Oh user yeah. User adoption of technology, right? We already talked a little bit about, you know, what people yeah. are good at. What are some tips and tricks you've used in the past as it relates to getting your users to or your salespeople to adopt new technology. We've talked a little bit about videos and these types of things, but what are some tangible things maybe you've done in the past that will help yeah. that user adoption? I, mean, I have, I have two views on this. You know, one is my jaded, you know, burn it all down, you know, the world, you know, which is uh, just ties into if you can't see how important this is, because I think it's staring you in the face. I think it's mm -hmm. just like right here. So if you can't see how important it is and you're unwilling to learn new things, you're doomed. Like you, you, you can't, I can't make you drink the water. Um, but at the same time, if you're willing and you're eager and you, and you just know it's something you have to master, then it just goes back to just taking baby steps. Yeah. Just log in every day to the CRM for a week. Just log in, ha have it open as a tab. And just mm -hmm. get in the habit of when I come in, I open my email, I open up the CRM, it sits there. And then it's just going a step further, start, start creating tasks, start, start setting up campaigns. If you don't know how to do it, reach out, get help. Start just kind of learning. Yeah. And, and from there, it becomes way less overwhelming because you know most of the, like we have our custom built CRM in our Mellow technology platform, mm -hmm. super deep, super overwhelming for somebody who's like, I don't know what this is. Right. I can barely handle my Outlook. <laughs> Right. No, <laughs> I don't need this thing that does the crazy stuff. Right. But you just got to step in a little bit at a time. Um, and I'd be curious, Scott, too, what what you've seen people implement that has been helpful. Yeah, you know, we see you know a couple of places I've been. You know, we've done. It's really just keeping it in front of them, right? You mentioned yeah. it. You know, just something the repetitive act of doing it. So I see a lot of people who will implement something and, and assume their people are going to remember it forever. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Right? We did a training. Yeah, we we're done. We trained them. Yeah, no one paid attention to. Right, wow. they weren't even. How yeah. did that not work? Right, and so you know, it's it's coming up with creative ways to do. Uh, you know, like we did brown bag lunches. Bring your lunch to our meeting. We would do kind of tips and tricks every two weeks. It could nice. be an email series. It could be a number of different things. But really, uh, you know, really just keeping it in their heads. The technology, tips and tricks, these types of things. You know, over time eventually get used to it. I think it's similar probably to what you've done with video, right? You know, I, I watch some of your older videos. You've always been really good in front of the camera, but I feel like maybe you've gotten better over time, especially doing a hundred and a hundred. No doubt. Days, right. Right. And so it's just a repetitive act of doing something. Yep. Same thing as it relates to new technology. hundred percent, man. Yep. Yeah. People go, uh, 
how'd you get so comfortable on camera? I hear that all the time. And because there's a lot of fear with this stupid thing, like yeah. fear of judgment, fear of all the insecurities. Yep. And I just told him that um, I drove to work for like two or three years. No, maybe two years. And almost every day I filmed myself driving to work and I picked the topic and I did kind of a stream of consciousness conversation about it. Huh. And I posted it to YouTube. Really? So there's, yeah, there's, it was called drive time with Alec. There's like 278 okay. drive times. Welcome to drive time with Alec. I'm Alec. Hi. Well, we're back. Today, today we're going to talk about perspective. And, and it was, they're stupid, right? Like they're, they're totally inane, like just random thought, stream of consciousness, whatever's going to come out, you know, tons of it was immature stuff. Some of it was just what I was dealing with, uh-huh. but I got way more comfortable with the little dot on, you know, and the thing recording. And so I just tell people, just go, just go do that and you'll be great. And they're like, well, I, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Let's <laughs> practice. Right. It's practice. That's how you get better at anything. That's amazing. I never even considered that. That's, I don't have a drive to work, work in the office, but I'll find a way to do that. That's, that's yep. interesting. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, getting posting online was what I had to do to get over the fear of, you know, all the BS that comes with it because right. the trolls come out, everyone's, you know, there to judge you. And the reality is they're not, they're not, there's not like that many evil people right. in the world. Right. And they don't really care. Right. Like they care about themselves, not about drive time with Alan. Right. That's great. Well, I'm going to end on this. So you introduced me some really cool technology along the way, the hundred and hundred. One of those is vlog easy. It's something I've tried to do at every airport I'm at now. Uh, I've seen some, they're good. Yeah. It's, it's so cool with the, and people love it with the, the movie clips and these types of yeah. things. It's really cool. Uh, and it makes it super, cause I can literally record it at the airport, get on the plane, just kind of clean a couple things up, insert the movie clips and on the plane, I'm posting my video on the LinkedIn. I mean, it's that easy. So anyways, really cool technology there. What are some cool technologies that you think mortgage or maybe just, yes, we'll call mortgage sales leaders need to be looking at and considering? Um, man, there's so many places to take that. Um, but I'll hit a couple that I think are really imperative. Um, let's, let's start with the basics. Uh, if you're a sales leader today, you need to use the CRM that your company provides. I mean, I, I, that's as simple as I can get it. But like, mm-hmm. are you in the same place that you're telling and, and pushing your salespeople to be? Right. Number one, you know, I know a lot of senior executives and sales leaders that have a really strong origination background. So like they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They've done loans. So it, get out of the ivory tower and, and go into the tech and, and use it like you would with like if you were a producer. You can help improve it by being in it. Sure. Um, and then the second piece is just kind of, kind of why I got passionate in my hundred videos is you got to be in social media. Yeah. And, and sometimes you got to help your salespeople get over their fear by, by being uncomfortable yourself mm-hmm. and, and going into that space and saying, Hey, I'm not just going to shove you in front of a camera. I'm going to step in front of the camera There you go. and I'm going to be just as awkward and confused and, you know, insecure as you are. And we're going to tackle this thing together because it's that important. Yep. And I think that's the space where I see a lot of, um, you know, people that are senior level and higher executives and CEOs. And, and I'm like, why, why aren't you in the digital community with everybody else? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and there's a lot that are, and they're amazing, and I'm impressed. And then uh, there's some that I are ghosts, and I'm yeah. I'm wondering if they're serious about what they do and leading people. Well, the terminology that you use was uncomfortable leadership. Yeah, love yeah. it. Well, I, I have respect for leaders that are that are uncomfortable, yeah. that are that are sh trying to do things that they haven't done before, because then it gives me confidence to go do something I haven't done before, and all the yeah. way down. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, like we're at the end of our time. Thanks so much for taking the time today, uh, talking to us. And hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe some people out there are convinced lead management isn't boring now. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Well, maybe they're realizing that they got to get in and make it unboring because it's, right. it's the future. It's up to them. Yeah. yeah. I'll do my part. I know you're doing your part. Appreciate all your, uh, your time today and advice and guidance. And uh, thanks for joining the show. Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Alec. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. Today's episode is presented by SDP Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things lead management strategy and optimization. Please visit us at www.sdp-solutions.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site.